Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Four Critical Financial Challenges Facing Small Business Owners, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abnp.com. Our first guest is Mickey Walker, and she has been an interior designer for over 38 years, beginning as a partner in Walker & Company, a retail design center. Educated through UCLA's interior design program, she continues to keep abreast of the trends and products. Mickey is a professional member of the American Society of Interior Design. The strength and purpose of her design is to guide her clients to an awareness of their environment and how it nurtures them. Mickey attributes her success to being a good communicator and to building strong and lasting relationships with her clients. Mickey's purpose is to help women have a home or office that fills their hearts and has created an online program to help achieve it. So, Mickey, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Candy. I'm nice so to glad to have you. Yay, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, I gave a bit about your background there, but if you could actually just tell us a little bit more about your background and how you actually got into this field. Um, sure. I got into it actually because my husband, when we got married, had a floor covering business. And then from there, we expanded it into a design center. And I just loved helping people put things together. And that's when I decided to go back to school. But during, and then after that, as a designer, I ended up doing a lot of contract work. So I did work for a lot of corporations and big, big corporations like um, Mattel and Northrop and Goodwill. And, um, and then I do, you know, home offices as well as, as smaller offices, like a doctor's office or, you know, somebody that has people coming in. So, you know, I, I've run the gamut. <laughs> That's, I guess, is what I would say. I can do all aspects of it. Perfect. And that helps with the topic that we'll be sharing today, which is helping the entrepreneurs with their office spaces. So getting into that topic, what I'd like to know first is what should an entrepreneur feel when they walk into their office? Well, you know, whether it's a home office or whether they're, you know, it's an out-of-home office, they, when you come in, it's about getting, I know you don't think of it as nurturing when you're in an office situation, but the bottom line is, if we don't get filled up in our space, how can we be the best of what we are, whether it's creative, whether it's being of service to our clients or customers, and, you know, so it's really more about how do you want it to feel, you know, different places need different things, especially like contract, you know, they're very, you know, it's modules, it's black and white, it's a very simple thing. But if you think about it, each workspace has their own vibe to it. They bring in their own personal things that make it specially their own. So when they come in, they feel they feel like they're home. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing for any office, whether it's a cubicle, whether it's um, a large corner office in a attorney's office or, you know, whether it's a a home office, it doesn't really matter. It's just about how do you want it to feel? Well, and that's so true. Like you said, there's just different types of industries even. And, you know, there's some that are going to feel a little bit more sterile almost than welcoming, welcoming and warm. Mm -hmm, For sure. You know, the cubicles can be very intimidating and, you know, they're getting away from that a lot now. It's more you know, open seating and open things. But, you know, the basic corporations tend to be that way. And if you're a, an executive, usually they have their own office. Right. And, and they, you know, they make it feel the way 
I don't even know if they know all the time how they want it to feel. Mm-hmm. That's really the most important key. It's easy to make it look good. It's easy to make it staged well. But when you walk into that room, how do you want to feel? What do you want your client to feel when they walk in, whether it's a waiting room or whether it's the office? So what should someone consider doing then if they don't feel the way they want to feel when they walk into their office? Well, you know, I have an assessment that people can do, and it's just a breakdown of, you know, what do you want the office to do for you? How do you want, you know, if you're an attorney, it's going to be a different posture than maybe if you're a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, the feeling is going to be different. So, you know, in, in more of a therapist office, it's warmer, a warm, friendly environment. If you're an attorney and you're doing big, big litigation things, you know, do you want the client to feel, how comfortable do you want them to feel? You mm-hmm. want, you know, it's, you know, do you, are you going to sit them on a sofa? Or are you going to sit them on the chair? Or are you going to sit them in a conference room? Most of the time, my experience is they start in a conference room. Right. And, you know, which is a lot more sterile because there's nothing really that personal about it because it's used by everyone in the firm. That's so. that's another point. Like you're saying, I mean, if there's your office versus a company's, you know, space or something, too, that's another mm-hmm. thing to consider. Sure. And a lot of times they, you know, the if you're working for a company, you don't have a lot of say in necessarily what the waiting room is going to look like or what the, um, you know, what the conference room is going to look like. So how do you make the best of that situation and Mm -hmm. still give the client a feeling that you're there for them? And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want the people we go to or the people that come to us to feel like we have their back in whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's very true. It makes me think of why you're talking. You know, we learn about branding and things, too, and what colors, you know, represent you. I would assume it's similar in you know this office too so what should they think about in terms of colors like how does colors actually affect how someone works oh my gosh well that's that's you know a a topic that could take hours and hours but I'll make it really (laughs) short (laughs) you know think about when you go into it's even when you go into a restaurant there was a restaurant once that I went into and it was a very popular restaurant Um, But it was jarring. It was so many colors, so many bright colors. It was like nervous. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get settled in there. And it it wasn't warm and inviting. And I never went back. And they have since closed. I don't know if that's the reason, but I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, who knows? But when, you know, if you put in bright, bright colors, like the very primary bright colors, bright yellow, bright red, bright blues, right? You know, it's not as, it's it's happy. You know, that's great for a doctor's office, a pediatrician's office. You want it to be happy. You, you know, even a child's dentist office, you want it to be happy. But, you know, maybe not so necessarily if you're an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, you, may, you might want it to be a little more subdued, a little more um, warm. So the colors might be more muted, which means that you take some of those colors, even the primary colors, and just grade them down. So you have more of a, a khakier color or a muddier gray or, you know, not a really cold color. You want a warmer color. And, you know, just speaking of grays, you can have a warm gray and a cold gray. Mm. Depends on whether it's a blue, you know, more to the blue or whether it's more to the red. So, you know, all that plays into it. And most people don't recognize that color plays that big part. Um, It's just, it's, you know, do you want it to be soothing? Do you want it, you know, there's so many different types of offices. So I'm trying to be as as broad as I can with that. But I think color is one of the main components. Well, as you were talking, I was just thinking about like paint on the walls and things too. You know, I mean, there's different kinds of paint. There's some that are more glossy looking or some that are more flat looking. I mean, is that something that should be considered as well? Or is it typically most people just use like a flat paint? Well, I don't, I rarely use a flat paint on a wall because it's harder to clean. You know, if, if you're working at home, you know, and you have kids or whatever, even in your own home space, um, you know, you get things on the door knobs, you get things on the wall at spots, and it's much harder to clean if it's flat. Mm-hmm. I usually use like an eggshell, which is not really a gloss, but it has a little more sheen to it. Like if you had a big, broad wall, 
with sun that shines in it, you would see every imperfection in the wall if it undulated or, mm-hmm. and there's no such thing as a really smooth, flat, squared off wall. It just doesn't happen. So you would notice it more. But my guess is they're putting a picture on the wall or they're putting some artwork or something like that on the wall, then you don't even notice it. But mm-hmm. eggshell is a much easier um, product to, to take to clean and take care of. I use flat only on a ceiling. Oh, okay. Unless See, I don't know that much about this kind of stuff, right? That's yeah, why I have well, you. <laughs> don't, you know, and um, flat is so chalky, mm-hmm. and yet it's the basic of what a lot of people use. But I, I usually will tell my clients to at least do eggshell. And every different paint brand has a different name for it. It could be eggshell. It should be could be satin. It could be, you know, it's just there's there's lots of different names. Depends on the paint company, but you, it's the one layer above flat. Okay, good to know. <laughs> and of course, some of us don't have control of, of certain things. I mean, I think when and I moved into my office, there were some walls that were already painted. We did paint some other ones, and I picked mm-hmm. colors you know that I liked, but I still had to kind of match the type of paint to what was already kind of here already. Sure, sure. Um, but so. Is it more important to focus on what they want to feel themselves or should they think about what they want clients to feel or even their employees when coming to that location? Well, I think it it depends. It's, you know, it's both. If you have a home office and you're working by yourself, then clearly it's mostly yourself. But if you're, again, if you're a, a pediatrician, it's more about how you want those kids to feel. You want them to be happy. You want them to feel comfortable. You don't want them to feel frightened. You want them to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a whole, you know, you may not like those real bright colors, but it's really about the people that you're serving. Right. Um, and, you know, especially a doctor, then they have their own little office and it could be anything they want. And even if a, even if the parent and the children go in there, and I'm using children as an example because that's usually the most outstanding kind of a different office. Right. Um, you know, if you go into any of the advertising offices or any of those, you know, they're bright, they're open because it helps you with creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it keeps, because it keeps you more alert. And yet, I know for me, I like a softer feel because Mm -hmm. it's more relaxing for me so it depends on the feeling you want to portray but I think you have to take both both components both whether it's yours or and whether your your client how do you want them to feel you want them to stay you want them to definitely um, respond to you right so um, you know you have to really take them into consideration as well And I had one more question before we go to break, and it was kind of related. We're talking a lot about colors, but what about like even the furniture, things that are in there? Like, how do you determine maybe how you want that to make people feel? You know, do you want the big cushy stuff? Do you want, you know, some more formalized looking chairs? You know, what would you suggest? Well, again, it's the type of office. You know, if you're talking about a waiting room and you're talking about a doctor's office, they're usually just going to be chairs. They're not going to be really deep sofas. Um unless you're dealing with like a therapist's office, then that's, mm-hmm. you know, the waiting room is going to be a lot more soft, a lot more soft, a lot softer and, you know, more conducive to comfortable and relaxing you down mm-hmm. where if you're going into like a, your own personal office, even if you're an attorney, most of them now, if they're big enough, they're, it's going to be more than the two chairs in front. They might have a little table over on the side and then they might have a sofa. Mm-hmm. you know, to have a conversation. So, you know, again, it depends on the need and what you, how you want it to portray to your client. Right. And I'm thinking too, while you're talking, you know, what about plants or things like that too? Do you, I mean, recommend like flowers or not recommend that type of thing? Like what would you suggest for that type of thing? Well, my personal thing is I think fresh flowers are the best thing you can put anywhere because they make you happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make me happy. Um, but, you know, do you have a service that's going to take care of them? Do you have the energy to take care of them? Because once you have a plant that's dying and, 
and I have seen that many times, you know, and my my anal self wants to go and deadhead them all. I can't even concentrate on anything mm-hmm. else. <laughs> so, so something you thought would be bringing happiness, now people are looking at it and being not so happy. Well, happy or, or comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, it's comfortable. Um, but yes, like greenery, like a nice plant in a corner, you know, that's alive. It's energy. I think mm-hmm. every room, every space we have, Um, You know, and Irene will probably talk more about that. But, you know, I believe that every space we have has energy to it. Mm -hmm. And if you bring things that are alive, that energy is going to be amplified. Right. You know, there's there's studies on that and I can go into it, but I don't have enough time. But (laughs) (laughs) but there's studies to that. You know, if you have a plant um, and you put it next to music, it's going to stay happier than if there's no music. So interesting. I think um, I had heard that before, but didn't even recall that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's an interesting thing. And, you know, I play music all the time. I always have music in my home. But that's just me. Some people need the silence to be protective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I couldn't even do homework in high school without music on. Mm-hmm. Different kind of music than what I listen to now, but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How things have evolved a little I'll bit I'll tell time. you. Yeah, so, anyway. Well, it's, believe it or not, it's actually time to take a break. When we come back, we'll chat with Irene Freitas of Feng Shui and how she has helped declutter areas and how that, that clutter actually affects your productivity. You're listening to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Biz Help for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help for You. Welcome back to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Mickey Walker discussed colors and how the office feels and how it affects entrepreneurs. Now, let's learn a little bit about our next guest, Irene Freitas. Irene Freitas is a feng shui strategist and a spiritual energy practitioner who helps people invite better opportunities and positive chi energy into their lives. Her expertise as a feng shui strategist, energy practitioner of various modalities, spiritual coach, neurolinguistic programming master practitioner and trainer, and a quit smoking specialist certified by the Association for Integrative Psychology allows her to help transform countless lives. She has also co-authored a book, Breakthrough Healing. Irene helps entrepreneurs energetically optimize their space for success using feng shui and other healing modalities. She helps her clients break through spiritual, personal, and professional blocks and helps them move forward to a successful and prosperous life they so deserve. Irene is actively involved and a board member with the South Bay Business Women's Association and the South Bay Women's Conference. So, Irene, welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you, Candy. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you here as well. So we were talking, of course, with Mickey earlier about an office and colors and having, you know, this feeling that makes people feel comfortable or, you know, different things um, that you want them to feel in their office. And so I wanted to talk with you a little bit about some things that may go along with that as well. So first thing that I want to ask you for those who maybe have never heard of feng shui or not sure what that is, what really is feng shui? How do you define it? Well, feng shui is an ancient art of placement. It's been around for many, many years, thousands of years. And ironically, it's not just China that started it. It's all cultures basically have their own form of placement. I've, in the years since I started feng shui, I've noticed that many people from different cultures have said, oh, yeah, I was raised to do this. And, you know, and it's all about placement and energy flow. So... It's just that feng shui happens to be the one that's most popular and known. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still not as fully aware of it as probably some people are. I know you. I've known some other people in there, but always, you know, learning kind of what it means and kind of how it helps. But so I know we have a question that I wanted to talk with you about in terms of how important are intentions when you're working on your space? Well, with the feng shui I practice, I always felt that uh, anything could make a place feel good and fine, like aesthetics. What what Mickey does is just amazing, and it's true about how we feel, what we want people to feel when they come in, and how, and especially in a workspace, we spend more times at work than is the second most important uh, place we spend the most time at, right? Mm-hmm. Work and at home. So what do we want to feel when we get home? So basically, um, as far as um, all that, um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I I just lost my train of thought. What was the question again? (laughs) How important are the intentions when working on Oh, the intentions. Okay. (laughs) Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, So I believe in uh, setting intentions so the space supports you. So whenever there's nine sections of life and um, we want to make sure that with the intentions, as long as we're really, really clear of what we are, what we want, you can make it, you can manifest it. So for example, if, you know, I ask what your intentions are in your prosperity section or your career, you'll say, oh yes, I want more money. So what does that mean? So if, for example, you found a penny on the ground, would you pick it up and say you don't? What are you telling the universe? So how many other times in your life are you not, um, are you, quote, dissing the universe and yourself by not picking it up? So it's all about trying to be more specific and make it all happen. So how are we, what is our relationship with money? And it, it gets deeper and deeper, and I don't want to go through that. So how would you relate that then to working on, like, in your office space, like creating your office space and how you want people to feel when they're coming to you? Right. So, again, like what Mickey said, what do you want the clients to feel? What do you want to feel? Uh, I've been to uh, an office, and many times the people, entrepreneurs will usually say, I want my clients to feel this way. And I want to feel that way. So it's all about the same thing. Like I had a restaurant I did and she wanted her clients, her, her patrons to come in and feel at home. Mm-hmm. And so whenever uh, people did actually go, now they're in seven years running, they, everybody loves it. They always feel so comfortable, so comfortable that the owners had to uh, set a time. Okay. people because okay. they were spending too much time there mm. so two hours was the limit <laughs> well that makes sense you know you still need to have that you know client turnover so you could bring in that revenue exactly <laughs> so, so they made it so comfortable people didn't want to you know have to get up and go right so let's move on to clutter then obviously a lot of us too with desks sometimes it's not as perfect as we would like it to be so what does clutter represent and why does it matter well, clutter basically is, uh, is, I call it stuck energy, but it's not stuck energy. It creates the energy from flowing. 
So a good example is if you see a river flowing and then all of a sudden these huge boulders are starting to fall into the river, mm-hmm. that will usually change the direction of the river, right? Right. So, and it's also, and, and in some cases, it actually blocks the river from flowing. So if we see energy as a river, how much energy of prosperity, positive energy, opportunities are we blocking when we have clutter? Mm-hmm. So it just prevents things from happening. Even your desk. We work on our desk all the time, at our desk all the time, and we have clutter. We can't even think. It prevents mm-hmm. us from focusing and having clarity. So we want that. Uh, so clearing off your desk every night is a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Yeah, some people say, I I personally like to know where everything is and, you know, have things more organized. And sometimes, you know, especially if I'm working and if I have client things, I may have some paperwork on my desk. But some people really thrive still with having papers everywhere. And you could ask them where something is. They know exactly where it is. So it's kind of interesting the different types of, you know, how people work. Exactly. So those are the kind of people you want to let just let them be. Mm -hmm. But maybe at the end of the day, you know, um, Depending on the situation, and it really is personal preference. Because if a person works better in clutter, then let it be. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you change all that, they may not be an effective employee. Right. That's probably the creative types too, right? Right. Exactly. Uh So how does space impact the work that's being done? The space impacts the work. Yeah, how does it, how does your space impact your work? Depending on see, there's so many factors involved. Uh, it could depend on so many things of what's in the space, what's around the space. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess for example, if a room has too many windows all around, it creates a lot of chaotic energy. So people can't focus very well, and and especially if you're by the beach. You're busy daydreaming because you want to be out there. <laughs> Interesting. Because you hear people always like, oh, I want the corner office, right? What's the reason? Because they have the windows, they can look out. So right. it sounds like you're saying that that could actually hinder them doing well. Right, right. Because they're turning around and staring again, out. at again, <laughs> But it, again, it depends on the situation. I have, I had a, I had a client who lives in, who's, home I feng shui in Manhattan Beach and you know those beach homes they have all these windows at Mm -hmm. the very top level and she told me once I set the cure to stop all that energy she says oh I was wondering why my heart was palpitating all the time every time I came here it felt up here it felt like I was nervous my heart would race and she didn't realize she was very sensitive to energy and all those windows were was uh, making her nervous, creating anxiety. She couldn't focus. She uh, she couldn't. Uh, so her second floor felt always better because it didn't have all those windows as much. So she was able to. Med- so her second floor was always her meditating area, but upstairs was chaotic until I got there. And then we fixed everything and we just shifted the energy and her business started to expand and. Just everything changed. Her relationship got better. So it just depends on the situation. So if someone finds like they are being distracted because there are all these windows or something and they're looking out or, you know, they just feel this. Do you suggest blinds or like some time of covering? Like what would you recommend to someone? So it's so much uh, like, see, um, it just allows, it doesn't allow them to focus. So there's some cures. And yes, you can put some... um, Blinds are not that great, mm-hmm. you know, um, because of, it creates, uh, it cuts your energy whenever you open it up. Because, you know, as you see, whenever you see the, uh, as it opens, it creates all these like um, slats. Mm, okay. And it's, that's creating. So if you put like a shear or something to cover, block that, that would okay. help the energy. But, you know, in the, you can't do that in the office. You can only do that at home. So, you know, every every place has is so unique and has their own, um, quote, cures that I would always find. Mm-hmm. Because we have to go with the, what the people want, uh, what right. 
as far as decorations, like if Mickey was there, it, you know, she would say they want this and which is perfect, but energetically it may not be that great. Mm-hmm. And depending on what they want. So it just depends on the situation. Everything is so unique and everything is uh, like Mickey does too. It's all custom. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference in between cleansing a space and feng shui? Okay, cleansing a space is basically getting rid of predecessor energy, which is people whose energies are were there before you got there. So a good example is... Um, I'm sure you've been to a place, whether it's a office, restaurant, especially when you're looking for a newer office, right? And you walk in and it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It just feels uncomfortable. And most likely, uh, one of the first things I ask whenever a client is looking in a new office, we always want to find out who was there before, what happened. Because a lot of times those energies, uh, we dump our energies all over the place. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, mental, emotional releases and um, negative emotions, arguments, death, all that. So clearing all that so that it doesn't affect your business. So that's what cleansing is. It's clearing the whole space. And feng shui is balancing. I do cleansing as well whenever I feng shui because that's part of what I do. Because I believe in having my clients start off fresh each time, mm-hmm. wherever they are. So um, I've had uh, people who come to me says, you know, I just got rid of my roommate. Their energy was really bad. Can you come and just cleanse it? Sure. But if they were in all over the house, just cleansing that room isn't going to make a difference because mm-hmm. they had access to the whole house. Interesting. So what if you have someone then at their, like, again, if they have a home office or something and they're feeling that there's an issue versus, you know, we were talking kind of office spaces that people don't have as much control. Is there anything that you recommend in terms of making that feel more comfortable? In an office? In their home office. In their home office? mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends on so many things, too. It's like I have to see it. I guess it's hard for me to... uh, just it's, say because it's this, too this, general. It's just too general. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah okay. It's too general. So we have one question before we go to break. It's almost break time. But uh, what does it mean to tune a person's energy with their space? Well, that's my energy work that I do. Um, I help people be in alignment with their um, the chakras. I help them clear their energy energetically through. Um, because oh, um, we are whenever we're around people wherever we are you know energy's everywhere and whenever we get courted that's that's a whole different story too <laughs> it goes into more detail but um, helping people get uh, cleanse I do energy work on them I, ha- I make suggestions of you know cutting cords and taking salt baths to keep it clean because at the end of the day we are around so many people whether we work at home or not we talk to a lot of people and every time we communicate with people we're already connecting and that Mm -hmm. connection is also called courting that connection can drain you so depending on what conversations that we just need to start off fresh every day and every night so that we can um have a healthier aura, energy. So there's a whole process of uh, tuning a person's energy. And with their space, is as long as they're clean and clear, then there, it's easier for them to manifest things in their space and have more productivity and uh, better, better feng shui. Feng shui is easier for people who are really clean and clear. Interesting. There's lots of information you're sharing that I didn't know from before because <laughs> I'm not as, like I said, I haven't been as exposed you know, to all of this, but it's interesting information. But believe it or not, here we are. It's time to take another quick break. Be sure to hang around to hear more from Mickey Walker and Irene Freitas about how to have a harmonious office space to boost your productivity. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Tired of the get rich quick or how to flip home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Today I'm chatting with Mickey Walker of Walker and Company and Irene Freitas of Feng Shui for Your Life. Let's find out a bit more information about how our office environment affects our productivity. So, Mickey, I'd love to ask you first what does someone need to consider to define what a harmonious office means to them? Oh, I think it has to do with. Um it still comes back to what do they want it to feel like. Um, I think that, let's see, when I think of a harmonious office, it's creating the space. It's thinking about color, thinking about what you like. What do you want to be surrounded by? You know, what are the things that either give you comfort or, um, you know, like I like to have pictures around that remind me if I get to see my family, my kids. Um, and, you know, I work in a home office, so it's a little more, you know, I have a little more leeway because I don't really have people that come in here. But if you have a space where, you know, people come to you, I still think, you know, having it be personal, making it feel yours and whatever that feels like to that person. You know, some people like my husband likes to have stuffed animals in his office. <laughs> I mean, really, he's got some stuffed dragon hanging down and he's got a teddy bear and, you know, and. I mean, my husband's 76, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and that makes him happy. He loves that. And, you know, he has customers or clients that come in there on occasion. It's not really a place where they come on a regular basis, but he wouldn't be bothered by having them see that personal part. Mm-hmm. Because that's who he is. You know, it's, I think for me, it's really about what do you want to bring to it? If you were dealing with a client on a real personal level, you want them to feel as comfortable with you as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. If you were seeing them more as a business level and it's just a handshake, you know, thank you very much, got to go, you know, it's going to be a little less, it might be a little stiffer. 
Right. It still needs to feel personal for the person who's working there because that's what gives you the energy to be able to work. If we don't get filled up in these spaces, how do we give back? How do right. we be of service? And I don't know a single person on the planet who is a working person who isn't of service in some capacity. Very true. And Irene, I would love to hear from you too. Like, what does someone need to consider to define what a harmonious office means to them from your perspective? Well, um, basically the same what Mickey says. Uh, it's what you feel, mostly what you feel. But what Mickey does is the, the physical. Mm-hmm. So what you can see and feel physically, uh, physically see things. And, whereas mine is more on the invisible Mm. So a place could be very beautiful and nice, but yet the energy feels funky. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel right. Because I've been into so many businesses where it looks good, but the, the, the owners or the entrepreneurs are all saying something doesn't feel right. Something's Mm. wrong. And that's where I come in is what they can't, they can't grasp it. You know, they can't see it. They feel it, but they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's where um, the harmonious office space would be is what do you feel? And what would the clients feel when they come in? What are they feeling? Because that's so important. Right. Because they're the ones who, you know, will help make your money, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, I know in my office, when I moved in here, it actually used to be a larger space. It was one business that had, you know, a very large space and they moved out. We'd been looking for some place and they were willing to build, you know, a wall to make it smaller for me. So I actually had to paint that whole section. Like I said earlier, part of my walls are still kind of that creamy white that they already had before. But I actually got to, you know, paint and pick colors and decided how I wanted it to look. And so I love aquas and things too. And so I have a two-tone like aqua wall. We did chair rail. I actually put up, you know, some paintings. I have some sconces with candles. I can't burn the candles, but I have sconces with candles. I just wanted to make it feel comfortable. But, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think that that's what it's going to look like when you come into, you know, a bookkeeping office because we do all the numbers and, you know, it's just kind of sometimes a bit more of a sterile feel. You know, there's this concept of the, you know, the, the nerdy kind of person with the pens or the calculators or whatever. But even though we're good at the numbers and we have to do all that, I didn't want it to feel that way either. And it was really fun for me to actually be able to do a little decorating of my own when I was getting my place. Right. Well, you know what, Candy, speaking to that, you know, the, if the people that you have working with you probably feel more at home and comfortable mm-hmm. and they enjoy it. And truly, if a, you had a client that came in, I would want my bookkeeper to feel, to make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. and and friendly instead of making it so ster- sterile and it's mm-hmm. all about the numbers. Right. That's true. So and I think two people, when they come to us, they're already sometimes nervous because they feel like they're exposing, you know, some stuff. They're exposing their numbers and people are afraid. They think, you know, they make too much, they make too little. They, you know, have a messy set of books or, you know, there's always, I think, they're a little bit afraid, I think, almost of even showing that. But so if they can come in and feel a little bit at ease and feel comfortable, it probably makes it a little bit easier for them, too. Absolutely. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you guys have any you know tips you want to share with someone that maybe they just want to start out they're not sure they you know it's not exactly what they want like what is one thing they could start with to maybe make a change I would say that if they sat down for five minutes and just brought up some words about feeling, what do they want it to feel like? You know, do they want it to feel warm? Do they want it to feel cozy? Do they want to feel inviting? Do they want it to feel, um, you know, there's so many different words to describe a feeling. Mm-hmm. And if they can get to the core of what they want it to feel like, I mean, if, you know, it could take a five-minute exercise, just write down stream of consciousness. What do you want it to feel like? And just see what happens. You know, it's just, it's amazing what will come out. And from there, 
you can, I'll, I'll tell this real quick. I had a client and they were actually both math people, very, very um, left-brained and all about the numbers. And I said, what do you want your living room to feel like? And I gave them homework and they went back. They came back with homework and I was a long legal pad. He had described every word. I want it warm. I want it inviting. I want, I like peach. I like this. And it was so clear that it was so easy and they would have been almost the last people on the planet I would have thought that could actually get to that place. Um, but it just made it, it actually brought it to a picture for them. Mm-hmm. It helped. And Irene, what about you? What would you say is one tip that someone could start to implement to change something if they don't feel it feels the way they want it to? What I always tell everybody else, always clear, clear the clutter. Mm-hmm. And see what you feel once it's all gone. Mm. You know, and I'm, I'm not talking about the other people who work with in a different area where they find, because they, they have their own system. Mm-hmm. But clearing the clutter of, because I've seen so many people with other things all around them where, I mean, how does that feel? Can you really think? And once they start clearing the clutter, they say, oh, my gosh, all these things, I'm starting to have, um, I could focus better or I'm getting more downloads of information, you know. It's just interesting because it's all about energy. Mm-hmm. So, and do you consider clutter just mainly paperwork or is it, oh, you have it, extra pictures, you have paperweights, like what would you define yeah, as Yeah, everything. But if, you, if you can't find, if you, if, you, if, put two, if you can't put your two fingers in between them, <laughs> that's usually clutter <laughs> that's what I say for Christmas decorations too or whenever we have everybody who has uh, beautiful uh, on their shelves and things like that so if you can't put two fingers between them then it's clutter because energy can't flow between them mm-hmm. so. okay so any final like a quick story or anything you want to share maybe someone that had like a before and after kind of experience well I have a I have when I did a restaurant in Hollywood a while ago and this building was uh, initially three small. It was a big building, but for since the 1920s, they had three separate spaces. But this restaurant came in, they gutted everything, but they noticed that it always felt claustrophobic, even though they opened it all wide open. And so as I was doing the feng shui and just doing uh, putting up the cures and I activated some of the crystals, the, one of the owners was coming in and his sister, who was also the owner, and her husband were sitting right next to me. And all of a sudden, they felt the energy shift. The guy stopped right at his, right where he was walking and he goes, what just happened? You know, and so I asked, what did they feel? And he said, all of a sudden, the energy felt expansive. All of a sudden, everything started to feel wide open where all these years, because it was three small building uh, three small offices or whatever it was spaces now made into one that their business start to expand it's just it went crazy because all of a sudden they said oh it doesn't feel so tight why did it always feel tight so that's why i'm talking about energies mm-hmm. you know even though we don't see it those build that building still had the energy of three three different spaces mm-hmm. even though it, the walls were gone you know what i mean so that's right. so Something like that. Things you can't see. Right. And Mickey, one story from you too, and then we'll actually be getting close to uh, the end where we'll have a, you know, where you can show your, you know, let me know your offers and things, but tell me a quick before and after. A quick story. I was doing work for um, a doctor who really worked with patients who had highly allergy. They were like patients that should live in a bubble. Mm. And doing designing the office so that you know it was really about using the right kind of paint for no outgassing the right kind of tile the right kind of grout the kind kind of fabric to use and you know getting to that point and then at the same time still making it feel comfortable for those patients that were sitting in the waiting room who were allergic to everything mm-hmm. and give them a place that they could 
um, sit and know that they were safe. Basically, it was a safe environment. They Mm -hmm. knew they could come in there and they weren't going to, you know, whatever their allergy is, they weren't going to break out in hives or they weren't going to sneeze or they weren't, you know, where most places they couldn't go without being injected or taking a lot of medication or, you know, I have a, I have a client now, it's just, and it's, um, we're redoing, this is a, a residential, but we're redoing the whole house because the doc, the daughter is allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the research that we're doing behind that so that it will give them a home that still feels good, but she will be able to live in it without, um, you know, without worrying that she's going to be sick all the time. Right. Well, I'm sure you have an offer that you would like to share with the listeners. So tell us what you have um, that you can be sharing with them. Okay. Well, a couple things. One is I have an online program that I've created that teaches people how to do it themselves if they're so interested. And they can go to my website, mwalkerinteriors.com. The other is if they want to reach me or you know, have me do some work for them, they can also reach me that way. There's a contact page and I would be glad to help them. Great. And Irene, how about you? Anything you'd like to share? Sure. Um, I'd like to offer everybody a free 30-minute consultation. You can uh, call me at my number. uh, Do I give you the number? Yes. 323-438-0058. And uh, we can always schedule something. And I also have uh, upcoming in, in January an online program. So we, you can also um, contact me, email me at info at fengshuiforyourlife.com and I'll be happy to give you more information and where to register. Okay. And Mickey, did you have an email you would like to share as well? Sure. It would be Mickey at mwalkerinteriors.com. Okay, and that's M-I-C-K-E-Y. Yes, just like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Or, hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I wanted to thank both you for being on the show with me. I know this is an interesting topic, kind of probably a little bit different than what I've had in the past, but, um, you know, there's a lot of interest out there for different things, and I wanted to, you know, let entrepreneurs know that, you know, sometimes things in our space are affecting our productivity. So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some of your questions about how you can have a harmonious office to increase your productivity. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to them at any of the links that they shared or send us a message at media at abnp.com. Next week's topic is the lowdown on leveraging your expertise by publishing a book. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.